Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians, and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this all of those. Through this program, we're excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through, experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, any time. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end when we're also going to share an exciting opportunity, and please feel free to share this with others who you know will also find it of interest. Today, I've been waiting to have this conversation for some time, and actually, it's something that was very, very important from the outbreak of the war that we be involved with. When the Genesis 123 Foundation established its Israel emergency campaign, one of the pillars, one of the absolute most important pillars was caring for at-risk youth. And we understood that this was going to be a long-term project. It's not something that we could throw money into right away, but something that's going to require a lot of planning and a lot of development. And I'm sharing with you today a conversation with one of the partners that I've been privileged to work with for some time. Um, We recorded this separately because it was part of a different conversation where we could learn and figure out how we could help. And I needed to have the record of it for for our donors, but I want you to be able to hear the conversation because it's very personal and really shares a lot about where we're going. And I pray that you will follow up and join us and this one really important pillar of our program. Hi, so this is Jonathan Feldstein with the Genesis 123 Foundation. Uh, This is a conversation I've wanted to have for a while and the circumstances of the war going on here and fortunately the opportunity to celebrate Hanukkah recently just have delayed it but it's an important conversation um, as I was saying just before we began recording from the beginning of the war and from the beginning of our Israel emergency campaign one of the top priorities has been is and has been to help at-risk youth. And we'll talk a little bit about how that's defined today in a kind of legal, formal way, but I think we all know that with a war that's going on um, well well into the third month and tens of thousands of families evacuated from the entire Gaza area, um, the way we define who is at risk, whether it's a social, an actual classification from the social welfare uh, um, organizations of the state of Israel, or whether it's just looking at kids who have suffered trauma. Um, I'm really glad to be able to have this conversation, if only on a selfish, personal way, because I'm I'm really excited to be able to see and speak to my friend Anna Maman, who is with who is the resource development coordinator at a wonderful organization called Reut Sterot. Um, Hi, everyone. It's an organization that we've been, that I was connected to through a colleague who I have the highest uh, esteem for, who only works with the best organizations that make the biggest impact and 
have been to visit a number of times. Last time earlier this year, um, back in the spring, and I brought a number of people there who were really touched and really impressed. Um, Anna and her family lived in Stayrot. Uh, their residence is in Stayrot, which is the city that's closest to the Gaza border um, until October 7th um, or sometime afterward. And uh, I'm also joined by a good friend, John Anderson, who is the Christian um, outreach coordinator for also another very important organization, Cry for Zion. And John's here in the capacity of being a friend, being a partner uh, on projects that we've uh, worked on and funded together and to be an extra set of eyes and ears. So, cause I really value his creative thinking and I want to be able to dissect this conversation in a way that we can present it, present the needs to the widest number of people um, possible. So Anna, um, I'm really glad to see you. I know you're speaking from your mother's house in central Israel. You haven't been at home and stay wrote now for what, two months. Yeah, that's right. Except for one Shabbat, that it was um, we, we trying to have it home, but uh, it got very bad uh, because the war started again, and uh, we went from home. We had to be there for one day too for essential uh, arrangements, and um, the. Uh, when in on uh, October seventh, I was at um, uh, the house of my uh, mother-in-law. Uh, we did together the holiday. Uh, it was great until that uh, um, horrifying morning, and then we were uh, all uh, uh, four families uh, together in the shelter for all the Shabbat. In the evening, uh, we decided that we can't wait. We were too afraid. It's um, um, a, a private home, so we yeah, uh, first floor, uh, and oh. we decided we don't stay anymore um, and ran away from the wall to my mother's house in Petah Tikva, uh, where I am now. Um, yeah. No, before we talk about where you work, I just like, I, I, I think it's important that people hear what happened on that day. Um, first of all, the we didn't hear in, in where I live near Jerusalem until close to nine o'clock in the morning. And, but, but you had rockets and terrorists and stay wrote from early in the morning yeah we had we at first we didn't say no uh, there are terrorists we thought uh, it's again the rockets attacking the road um in the area but then we heard a uh, uh, gunshots uh, gunshots uh, we were pretty close to uh, all the um, terrorist attacks. Uh, we had a great luck, and thank God we uh, are okay and survived this. Um, all the Shabbat, so we it started with what we heard. My husband heard first, 
and said immediately there are terrorists in the city um, and we need to um, hide the kids. And a uh, woman were, uh, immediately went to the shelter and the uh, guys uh, started to uh, close all the windows and uh, uh, turn off the lights. And like this, we wore all the Shabbat, um, very, very quiet. And we were there uh, eight children uh, from two years old till 12, my biggest daughter. So uh, it wasn't easy to explain them what is going on and what can or might happen. Um <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, nobody, nobody could imagine what was happening. You're not, you're not, um, it's not unusual in Sterot to have to go to the bomb shelter, shelter, but the situation was never that you had the city, um, yeah, attack never, the terrorists. Uh, yeah, never, of course. And we, even though we, uh, um, uh, turned on the TV, which we don't usually uh, watch on uh, Saturday. Uh, I realized what really happened only uh, a week later. Only then I uh, I was uh, watching all the news and all the posts and all the and understood uh, what we've been through. Um, around us, and I I want to say sorry uh, for my English. It's not that that great. Um, and only no. it took me some days to understand what no, that was makes there. Sense. How do you? Yeah. We'll we'll begin to talk about what you do for work, but you work with people who are at risk, who suffer trauma. And and you have to be the strong one. And here you are with your children. And people should know that a bomb shelter is not a massive. It, it's a room in someone's home. It, it's it's a bedroom typically. It's not yeah. a big space. So when you're talking about ten people over or or more, you said four families, eight children. Uh, that's a cramped space for an entire day. Yeah, it was hard. Also, um, um, we have in the family also adults who are were very afraid and uh, scared and got panicked. And um, we needed to take care of this, not only to um, uh, explain to our children that everything will be okay. It's also very hard for regular adults. And uh, even more hard for people who are um, uh, or neglected children and the youth and etc. What did you learn being put in the position of someone who was now suffering a trauma and caring for your children? <clears throat> uh, so I, where I'm still dealing with it. Mm. It's a process. To understand it, actually, for living in the world almost uh, thirteen years, I already understand that I am a, a trauma. Also, 
Wow. If uh, if when I were was in uh, young and um, fly somewhere uh, in the airport, went to the airport to uh, for a trip. Now if I go, uh, so I hear the um, uh, uh, airplane goes on. It scares me. I don't know why it's not it's not the um a logic but it's just happening so then I understand when it happened to me several years ago I went to visit my dad he lives in Russia and in the airport I got very scared from the noises of the airplane wow so what what I felt I understand you have a trauma from all the rockets and I see myself as a strong person. I'm not panicking next to my kids. I'm not yelling. But still, it uh, affects on me also. Yeah. Did you you know people who were killed or or, or taken hostage from Sterot? Uh, I I not know them from close. I know them. Not uh, as close, but you know, so it's um it feels enough close for you. Um I I do worked with um, I have friends from Beeri from the Kibbutz that was taken over, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of those and it, it took it the most, I think. Um uh, so I felt as you uh, said to me earlier that you received my message and you were leaving. And so I also waited for, for to, to hear from them. And oh. I was very relieved when uh, who I know anyway is okay. <clears throat> and my two smallest children are, are go to therapy in the world. And our, um, also our, their therapist said to me, I also got, went through it. So we all were like living a trauma, I think, now. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. talk about that. I, I was in Sterot a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, I was shocked because it looks like it's a ghost town. There's nobody there. There's hardly a single store open. Um, really, it looks like a ghost town. Uh I, I I don't think I've ever seen such a thing. And it's a beautiful city. I love Sterot. I really love it. And there's so much new. Con- That's the crazy thing. In all the years I've been visiting, there's so much new construction. Yeah. Thousands of people who have moved in. The value of real estate where you actually overlook Gaza has gone up. And now the city is virtually empty. Um you you've been with this incredible organization that we've had the privilege to support for for a few years i don't know if it's several but it's close to that um and it's called Reut Sterot, and you're dealing with kids who are officially classified as at risk by the social services of the state can you talk about what you i want to talk about what the needs are now but what does that what did that look like before October seventh? Okay, so um, before October seventh, uh, 
I just want to ask if I understand from which point of view are you asking from what we are doing and planning right. and what, right. what, what you're right doing, now. what was the plan? It was the beginning of a new school year. What was going yeah, on? What it were the plans? A, ve a very exciting um um uh, <laughs> a, a period, a period. Period, yeah, a very exciting period because uh, we uh, are are meant to move to a new campus. That right. there, all the seven clubs that we are um, managing the world will be in a, in a one place, and the team will be there, and the um a. Uh, the coordinator of the place and the social workers and it it's it should have been a very exciting and beautiful moment for us uh, and the kids also very waited for this it's uh, they are now in old clubs not now now but until um uh, the building was uh, almost ready they are they were in a very old buildings um, and we wanted that when they come from school and uh, go back in the evening, so they will really feel like home and will have a, a very good um, feeling being in the club. The restoration of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel was an earth-shattering event. For Christians, it was a confirmation that God always keeps his covenantal promises. Today, we are blessed to see God's fingerprints in the modern miracle of the land of Israel playing out in our lives among the people and in the state of Israel. This year, on the occasion of Israel's 75th anniversary, the Genesis 123 Foundation has been privileged to bring together 75 Christian leaders from around the world to lend their unique voices, sharing their personal faith experiences relating to Israel and their in-depth insight into Israel's history and spiritual significance, creating an historical, one-of-a-kind, high-end coffee table book, Israel the Miracle. Israel the Miracle's stunning imagery will fill your home with the hope of fulfilled promises and conversations about Israel. It's a perfect gift to anyone for any occasion, and most of all, to yourself. You'll also be a blessing to Israel, knowing that the proceeds will go to bless Israelis of all backgrounds. Be a part of Israel the miracle and bring the land, the people, and the state of Israel into your heart and into your home. Visit IsraelTheMiracle.com to get your limited edition copy today. I'm wondering about the youth at risk. Are they from Sterot or are they from the wider area? And what ages about would you say that the children are? So right now during the war, what we are doing, we uh, open two clubs for children from six years to 12. And we have a, another um, activity for 120 youth in Jerusalem. Um, yeah. But before, um, before then, in Sterot, before October... Was it Before, from Sterot or would people come from the Reed South to to your uh, work? No, from Sderot uh, only. Um, they were uh, registered in the um, social welfare department in the city. 
and then received the who was very urgent too because there are unfortunately uh, receive our treatment. The treatment is that uh, for for children is um, right away after school they don't come back home because it's like um, one step before taking them from home, taking them away from their parents. It, it's not done very easily, not very quickly. So we are like the one step before. We give them uh, another home. And then uh, at 7 um, p.m., they uh, go back. Uh, for youth, what we had is a club uh, for about uh, 200 youth. Uh, a lot of them at risk, not all of them. Um, and they came once a week to the club or more, even twice or three times sometimes in in uh, vacations and had a great uh, activities there that empowers them and teaches them uh, to worship their, themselves, to, to be happy and to um, feel they can succeed in life. And so and, they are very. They yeah. these are people that fall between the cracks, have a very messy home situation, and they don't have to be at home after school for all those hours. And you were then just about to open up new facilities, new place for them to yeah, the one campus, the old campus for children and youth at risk. Which is How? great. You showed me the building in back in the spring, and I was wondering if it had opened yet. I didn't know. Have you? Heard it should anything? have been open. I'm sorry. I just October uh, 10th. Wow. Have you heard anything of how if the building is okay? You the building any... is okay. Thank okay. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Which is also not that um a. Now that all the people are out of the city, almost not all of them, uh, I know that um, many elderly don't want to evacuate, but um, for the people who stay, so they they took, uh, I think, one of the iron... Uh, iron dome? Uh, iron dome, oh, wait. So oh, we hope okay. that our home will be okay and the, our facilities of the lot and the, everyone's places. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live about 15 minutes away from Sterot to ride by Netivot for a few years. Um, but I don't remember how big of a city about is Sterot. It's a, it's a larger community. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a, now the city is about uh, 30,000, 35,000 people. It's wow. incredible growth that's been happening there. It's really incredible. Um, yeah. And, and I just wanted to clarify something when you were saying, so people who were listening and, and trying to follow the needs, and I want to get to understand what those needs are, especially now, when you spoke about taking them away from their parents, and John said something about this, 
they're I always refer to it as children who come from homes where they don't feel safe because their parents don't have the capabilities or or in fact bo real bona fide problems and they live in a community that isn't safe generally because there are always rockets there always have been for the last 20 years so every single child that you're working with has grown up under the threat of rockets happening and that's yeah. their norm and that's not the and that just makes exactly. the problems anyone can become a parent biologically that doesn't mean that people can be necessarily good parents or give their children everything that they need and deserve and it's not that necessarily that the parents are bad parents they just don't have the skills or they don't have the resources and that endangers the children so you're giving them and i've seen it a number of times it, it's so inspiring and to see the beautiful kids happy socializing but you're giving them the skills as you said to to worship themselves to love themselves to know that they can they can break the cycle of where they're coming from even among their circumstances yeah exactly and uh, because we we saw that uh, after uh, six years in our clubs uh, there's a falling um because they don't have they were very um uh, enveloped with love and home and in seventh grade they don't have anything oh. and they fall and they fall so we conducted a, a new club and also an activity since 2021 for youth as well. And especially for teenagers. Yeah. And especially for a youth at risk that uh, um, uh, without it, they just, you know, will drop two drugs and uh, vandalism and all. Yeah. And, and and they'll perpetuate the problems that they are growing up with, which means they'll pass those problems on to their children. And we, you, we, I say we yeah. because I have the thrill of giving you a little bit of money from time to time, but um, but I feel invested in what you're doing and it's so important. You have the responsibility and the privilege of changing that, of changing their future um, so much. Yeah, we, we try we try we pray for it and we try to do it good uh, for them and for them to feel love um and uh, there are uh, occasions where there is no um uh, also it's not enough and the children are um uh, taking away from their homes and they go into foster yeah but most of our children are not most of them yeah. we, we are um it's about like three or five in in 10 years it's not oh. it's not uh, a lot we managed to do also a process with their parents with talking with um guiding them to uh, be more be more uh, in the children's life for them so john before i move on to ask anna how things have changed and what and what is looking forward do you have 
anything you want to ask about the foundation that we're establishing here? No, I'm uh, now thinking, I think I have a picture. I, I remember um, can, uh, being part of helping uh, many years ago what the state of Israel classified as youth at risk. And I remember, and I thought that was a really good description. It's like people, they're at risk, but it's before, but it's the, state before the state takes children takes. away from their parents is is the, the category here in Israel. Um, but I'm very curious to, to know what's happened now since October. Right. So, Anna, can you share what's happened other than, well, it, which is part of it, so many people evacuating, not there, yeah, which yeah. I guess is why you're doing something in Jerusalem. But what is happening? What are you able One to second. do? One second. I, I just will charge my computer. So it won't. And won't die sorry. One second. <laughs> Okay, great. What's, and, uh, what's happened um, now? Eventually it's also you'll get... not my computer, so... Uh, eventually <laughs> you'll get back home. Eventually you'll get back into the new campus, which is beautiful. And um, yeah. eventually the families will come back. And, and even though everyone's been through the worst trauma in their lives, um... You'll get back to normal, quote unquote, whatever normal is. What 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 does that look like? What what are the needs now? What is what are the plans going forward for when that happens? So I will say uh, it's like this. And uh, what we are doing now. Now, um, as you can imagine, those kids and families who are already were at risk took this even harder. And um, they have, they took it harder and they have it more hard to go back to normal. If I already put my children in places or in schools or things like that, those families aren't, aren't not, not uh, all of them. And especially youth, especially youth in seventh grade and forward, uh, the parents just don't care and don't really have also the power to tell them what to do, where to go, and they lost in the situation of the war. And so because of this need we saw, also in regular families, also for my 12-year daughter, it's it's a bit uh, messy all this time. Um, so we have now a, a, a big group of 120 youth in Jerusalem where everyone, uh, every one of them are evacuees from the world. And um, they all come to our activity we conducted for them. We for this we hired two coordinators for youth, and they do with them an activity in in uh, two places in Jerusalem. We got in um, a, as a, a, a partnership with Nefesh Benefesh organization oh, and, and the OU. They gave us the buildings and built us one center in one of the hotels. 
and they are doing very uh, amazing activity with the youth. They um, meet them almost every day. And uh, so they won't be traveling in the um, uh, streets of Jerusalem at night. They come to our activities and have fun and talk and do good things like volunteer with soldiers in hospitals. Wow. And um, uh, that's what we're doing now with the youth. With the children, we opened two uh, clubs uh, in hotels, one in uh, Elat and one in the Dead Sea. And the reason uh, for these hotels, I want to just interject again, somebody listening thinks, oh, hotel, how nice people are in a hotel. People need to understand that families have been evacuated and for two months they're living in a hotel without their own private space, without kitchens, without anything. So it's this is not a luxury vacation. This is something that they are, are doing the best that they can. And somebody who hears a lot, they think, oh, wow, it's, it's, it's Israel's Red Sea port and how exciting. But again, it's the same the same situation they're not living in their own space yeah it's not easy as i as one who's been there um so the question that's what we the, yeah the 120 youth from stirot that are in jerusalem um mm-hmm. you've been able to find uh, housing or living together or um spread out across the city is um it's pretty much they are pretty much spread out but i think that most of them are in the same hotels so they're not that separate but it's not everyone in one place okay but they've found uh, they've been able to be put up in hotels and things like that yeah yeah And what I also want to say that after the war, uh, or when we are um, about to come back to the world, uh, what we uh, believe will be uh, essential is um, uh, therapeutic activities. Why? Uh, except of what the country um, gives. Um, it's, it's not except it's just not um, answering all the needs. Um, I know our uh, I didn't talk about it enough uh, at all. Our organization, our uh, emergency group, uh, since 8th of October, working nonstop, going between all families uh, in the road, um, uh, checking needs, answering them, helping people. Like I, they don't have days, they don't have nights. They are working, 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 and doing amazing things for uh, the community of the road, and especially for people in need. And all the I time, am... they're doing it with their own families in need. They may not be yeah. living in road. And they also have families and children who yeah. are suffering the trauma. 
Yeah, it, it's like the whole family is working in this organization. Yeah. So the the others will uh, be okay. Or uh, as we see it, more needed than us. I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill, they are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. So one, I will give one example. Uh, we, our, one of our volunteers went to a, a, one of the needy families we know. Uh, so one mother raising alone her child and she said that he needs a, a, ter- a therapy, but not a talk that we can receive for free or some conversation in a group in a hotel, but something serious, a process of therapy that you can do only with a therapist alone um, and for some uh, sessions. Uh, so she said she he needs it, but she can't afford it. So we paid most of it. We paid for eight sessions, 20, uh, 250, 250 shekels, and she paid only 100. Okay. 100 for 100 one shekels. session. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we see the needs. So as we see it, uh, a lot of our youth and children at risk will be needing uh, those therapy therapists. And um, as as you understand, we are uh, a lot of years in in some war. Maybe not a war like this, but uh, it's not easy to live in the world. And we. We've been doing this before. We've done therapy sessions for children each year. Sometimes a psychodrama, sometimes with dogs training, sometimes with music. Uh, one time when and Jonathan came uh, with the group, it was... Uh, drums. Uh, that was great. Drums. And, and an amazing therapist uh, with drums. So we did it before and we will need it extra after the war because the uh, Israel is 
it's a great country and doing so much for our their citizens, but it can help um also without our help. So Anna, I'm just curious, I'm doing the math because I because I want I want to take this conversation in a in a way of of really practically how we can help we the Genesis one two three Foundation and people who are following and listening. You, you, what you've suggested, what you've portrayed is that just private therapy for one person. It's 250 shekels per session times, this was just the first eight sessions, which is 2,000 shekels. And if I do a round uh, approximation of what the exchange rate is, that's about $600 per person. And yeah, I yeah. and I'm curious. Do you ha- can you project in in a town of thirty thousand how many kids kids alone are going to need that? So um, we first, of course, uh, taking care of the children at risk and our children uh, of the road, which we take care of. In the lot in general, there's a center that also um, provides therapy for groups, families, and children. But it's a long waiting list. You can wait for months and and half a year or wow. more until you get in, and they give. Um, only with the very, very bad circumstances of the child. But what we want to do is to treat it when it's little and not wait for it to be a big problem. When the trauma is still fresh, we also right now, right now as we speak, we uh, provide uh, as we can sessions of therapy for groups or children and youth, for families, for um, couples also. (laughs) So I I have a a question and also a little bit help for people maybe outside of Israel to understand. Perhaps right now, Israel is at a war footing and it perhaps in people's imagination, the closest they could maybe imagine is London during the Blitz when when um, everyone was at war footing and they had to remove children out from the city, away from the front, when rockets were falling all the time. That's a little bit of what it's like in Israel right now. And I don't know if you know the stats, but it's been, Sterot has been probably in the south, the most targeted town in all of Israel for yeah. something like 15 years um, from off and on. Do you remember the stats of how many children in Sterot, um, the percentage have lived with PTSD mm-hmm. in Sterot from running to bomb shelters? I do recall I'm, that it's very, very, very high. Yeah, I I do recall also an interview that I read. It said that um, about the children in Sterot are... Uh, more traumatized, 400 times more than the rest of children in Israel. That That's the number I remember. And it's crazy, yeah. Uh, I think if you will ask me, then 
each person who lived this situation for so many years is traumatized. But we all, of course, are different. And we all have different families and different parents. There are parents that know how to react to it, to your child and to this situation. And there are parents who do not know. And their life is already a mess and not so great without the rockets. And uh, that only makes makes it worse. So we can't, of course, provide help to everyone. And we also don't need because there are parents who uh, provide their children this help without us. But we do it for those children in need. Then their parents can't provide them this uh, help. Who need sometimes help for from themselves also. What other needs are there? Again, the war will be over a month, two months, six months. We don't know. And then you have a brand new building, and I'm looking forward to coming to the dedication and 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 we still, celebrating that. Uh, we actually still need help also in equipping this building. Okay. Uh, and every help uh, will be very appreciated. Uh, we just everything is new and nice. So um, uh, we didn't want to bring the old things from the uh, clubs. There are... Uh, sofas that are ruined and the things that are broken we don't want to take it with us we want to give them a feeling of new of nice of uh, housey (laughs) so i want to ask you not now but but soon uh, uh, this is clearly a conversation that i'm going to make very public and it's a priority of ours from the genesis 123 foundation I want to get those numbers. I want it. I want if somebody listening to what you just said says, wow, I can buy a new sofa for them. I can I can buy a a table. We didn't even mention how when they come from school, they get fed hot meals. So they need a table and there need to be kitchen things. I'm going to ask you to provide me a whole list. And if we can get donors for that, what other programs? I mean, you said there's seven clubs all merged into one plus the youth, but now there's going to need to be more, yeah? Uh, what more? More of what? More programs, more therapies. Yeah, more therapies, exactly. Not only for children and youth, but also for uh, volunteers who worked very hard all this time and um, saw awful things and helped a lot of people didn't have time to rest, to feel themselves and to help themselves. And we believe that volunteers will need uh, also um, therapeutic help. For sure. I'm glad you're doing that. That's very important. Um, it, it, the same with us as parents, and I can speak to it. My parent, my kids are grown. My youngest is 18. But we're we're and we're far away from it. But we're traumatized. Today I'm speaking to you, and it's today is two weeks 
since my son went into Gaza, uh, and we don't we even heard from him. His, his wife heard last week for forty seconds. They had a conversation, and that's and anyone who's a parent, forget forget the 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 risk that he's at. The fact, just not hearing and not knowing. When our kids get older and they go out on their own, we get anxious as parents, not knowing well, are they where are they and where are they, they going to come back home on time. But there, we, we, my point is not that I, I'm in a, I, I'm traumatized, but people have their own levels of trauma that we're dealing with, and everyone does. And and in order for, and there are many ways, there are many coping mechanisms um, that we're all being told how to deal with here in Israel. Um, to make ourselves healthy and and strong and not get and not lose sleep and and all these other issues, um, but the but you need to have strong therapists who can do the work to their best of their ability. Friends, Israel's at war, and the war may get worse before it gets better, much worse. It's going to be a long war because the enemy is the epitome of evil. It's not just a matter of overcoming troops on a battlefield, but overcoming a theology, an ideology, an evil one. While the Genesis 123 Foundation has been overwhelmed with the support of so many donations to the Israel Emergency Campaign, there's so much more that needs to be done. We've invested your donations that we've received so far strategically to make the biggest impact possible, whether helping with soldiers and their equipment and personal needs to providing civilian security for outlying border communities, to relocating and settling several families from near the Gaza war zone, launching the global petition drive to support Israel in the face of pressure for a ceasefire and long-term needs for at-risk children, traumatized now more than ever before. Please take a moment to pause this conversation right now and go to love.genesis123 co and donate generously we value your trust and we will keep all donors informed about how and where your donations are being used to contribute to make the biggest impact possible and when you use that link love.genesis123.co you can also send your prayers and words of encouragement to israelis of all backgrounds just sending your love something that we need so desperately. Thank you, and God bless you and your loved ones. Do you have a budget yet, Anna, of what those kind of extra therapies would look like? Yeah, Is there a uh, big number? We actually have, uh, we build a, a budget, our fi financial team, not me. Uh, it's not my job, and my, and my not my um, uh, uh, say. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can show it now. Do you want me to share it with you or to send it to you? I want you to send it to me, but I'd like you just to talk through some of the points of it so people mm -hmm. hear. Rather than seeing it, it might be hard on the screen. I'd love okay, for no you to talk about what are the points that we need to know about. Uh, so... Uh, also, uh, what I didn't uh, say yet, we run three daycare centers in the world. Wow. And uh, yeah, they uh, um, uh, provide um, 
and daycare um, treatment to about 240 um, toddlers. Um, and after, uh, and also we have two projects with the elderly. Uh, one project is um, a, a social um, employment center where 25 uh, independent elderly come every day and they working and they receive money for it. And it's like a family there. Uh, they are all very great and amazing. And I have, I'm learning from them to love work, to be, uh, um, how to say, chavutz. Um, is that pioneering? Yeah. Uh... They come each morning in 8 a.m. in the morning, and the, the oldest there is 93. Wow. Yeah, and he wants to have Great. a job still and to go, okay. uh, and to work and they meet friends. They're like a family. They meet each other. They eat together. What we prepare them and it's a great um, project. And uh, with the elderly, also we have a volunteer project for fifty Holocaust survivors. Wow. Uh, our volunteers go to their places each uh, week for two times and uh, just spend time together. Anyway, what I want to say that we doing groups, that does a lot in many fields in the world. If it's uh, uh, daycares, the elderly, youth, children, community, uh, life, etc., and we know that we will come back to the world. We need to continue and even in, in the strongest way to provide the residents what they need. Um, we now, um, serve about 4,000 residents in the world. We know that we will need for each, um, target population, a, a person or two that will uh, be uh, in charge for the therapeutic program for uh, uh, this um, uh, occasion that calls or their, our new routine in the hot. And we don't know how to do it yet, but we do know that we will need help to um, give all the residents what they need, especially in the therapeutic field. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we know already that we will need more um, manpower in our organization to, yeah. Um, the staff, are you working only with volunteers? Are you able to hire some people um, is the state providing anything or is it all completely um, non-profit, um, so to speak? Um, to have more manpower because there's so much need. Yeah. And so for all of our projects, our yearly budget is about um, 
11 million shekels nice uh, uh, so that's 11 million shekels is uh three three and a half million dollars john something in that range yeah yeah we have 150 um, employees okay and and 100 uh, volunteers most oh. of our money is from the uh, government and from the people we serve like in daycare centers um for example so um i uh, you can stand up it's my youngest daughter Hi. it's michaela <laughs> Yeah, she's seven. It's so beautiful what you guys are doing. It's uh it reminds me that like um everything that happened on October seventh, who was attacked, it was the most vulnerable, the children and the elderly. And here it's it's serving those communities, but not only that, but the most uh, the the kids and the youth who don't have um, the right support from their parents and the elderly who don't have a place to go and all the most vulnerable in society, so to speak. It's um, it's amazing what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you very much. So uh, before Michaela came. Yes. Uh, uh, thank you again, John. I appreciate it. Um, I saying that uh, about we need to raise each year about one and a half and a half million nis. Shackles, to, okay. Yeah, to be in not in um to be existing to stay in in process okay. of the uh, work of helping and um yeah and that was before October 7 now it's I mean, yes the government will provide more funding but you but something you said earlier Anna is that you can't wait for that to happen you need to go and be doing yeah. it right away do you uh, have a sense of that... how much how much more is needed if if you were to go back today if if everything were over the war were over and everyone came back to their homes and they wrote today how much more money is needed for therapy just based on the limited projections that we can think of um i think it's about um uh, i didn't make this uh, it's um I think it's uh, close to one million. Another close million shekels. About nine hundred thousand, if maybe more. Okay. Um, but um, we also manage this uh, uh, month. We passed from the war. We managed to raise a bit money, but most of it is for our work now. Uh, okay. For what we're doing um, uh, with the youth, especially with the elderly, with the children. Also, we opened in all the country 25 daycare centers in all the evacuees uh, places. Um, and uh, 
I had no yeah. idea all the work. I, I, for some reason, I assumed that you were hibernating, that until everyone goes back, you were making plans, but I had no idea. And I, 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 I'm, that's why I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, the needs it's important. Are continuing. Very important. Very important. Um, yeah. Anna, what I want to ask, we're going to follow up on this. I've been really deliberate and not pushing because I know you have, you're not in a normal situation and I don't want to, to do that. But now that I see what's going on, I want to share with you what my goal has been. And I, and I just made up a number without even having a conversation with you or anybody. But if it were up to me, I, from the Genesis 123 Foundation, would like to raise and provide you a million dollars so that whenever it is that you go back, although we see that the needs are immediate now or, or yesterday, um, whenever you go back, you don't have to worry. You can do whatever's needed. So I'm going to maybe adapt that number probably higher if possible. And I hope that people listening and following will jump in. Um, but we'll follow up and anyone who's listening and, and and maybe you and I will speak again or I'll come to you or you when you're in Jerusalem or something. We, we, we need, it's been a priority of mine. Um, John knows this because we've spoken about it. And for me, raising money in an emergency campaign, one of the hard, the hardest thing has been saying, OK, I just noticed that someone gave another nineteen hundred dollars uh, while we were speaking to uh, for soldiers. And that's great. And today I received delivery of 300. Well, you can't see them. It's on because of the virtual screen. But on the back of my, we received 300 new warm winter coats that we're going to give out to soldiers. And everyone wants to do things for soldiers now. And we need to. But we can't not help. And inv and for us, it's long term. This is probably one of the most significant long term investments in our kids. And what you do is only and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's only one tip of the iceberg. There's so much needs. Um, there are many needs, not all of them I, I speak to and and um, raised up, but uh, what I said to you, the number I raised, it's what I uh, think only for therapies, only for therapeutic activity. I didn't talk yet about the um what we need for the campus for this right. uh, finishing it and and I know I don't know maybe you know time will raise more needs I hope not I hope we'll be most of us okay and uh, well you're gonna please see. we're gonna I'm gonna push you because I do want to get. In order to help me help you, us help you, I do want to get those numbers and, and I will have them. And I'm inviting, first of all, we'll promote them, but anyone listening to this should please be in touch. And we're gonna we're gonna divide it up. I know how to do the campaign. We're gonna divide it up and let people take little parts of responsibilities, whether it's I will church. send you uh, all the numbers and the budget is ready. It's Great. divided to uh, our target groups, to youth, elderly, children, children at risk, and Excellent. Um, community. Excellent. Excellent. So that's perfect. Um, we have a lot more to talk about, but I want to, John, unless there's something that you wanted to, to wrap up, I just wanted to share one other quick
quick thing with Anna. Um, yeah. I think if people can imagine, um, you know, just the past couple of months, and especially on October 7th, I can see where I'm living in Israel at the edge of the mountain range. I can see Gaza at the edge of the horizon. And uh, we spent time in, in the bomb shelters, and we can see the corner of Stilot and Aza of, of Gaza. And just a little time that, that my kids, um, comparatively, it's been uh, running to the shelters back and forth whenever they shoot towards Jerusalem uh, with rockets. You know, she doesn't sleep at night um, like she used to. It's very hard for her to go to sleep. Um, one of my five kids, particularly one daughter who has a very hard time at night. And that's this far away. We're like 30 miles away. Um, but Stilot is the closest community you can get almost to the corner of Gaza of the size of 30,000 population. And I'm a parent who's able to to comfort my child. But can you imagine a messed up home life situation with kids who need um need serious help and there's there's uh help has to come from the outside um there's no one else to step in for these type of children so i'm i'm really blessed by hearing what you guys are doing and um yeah and john because of who you are and i hope that we'll be able to partner on this it was important for you to be part of this conversation but also when you coming into a conversation like this for the first time say that and have this validation that I know that we're doing something really, really good because you're not an insubstantial person. Um, Anna, I feel very tiny telling you that I've saved at least $10,000 for Re'utste wrote that I'd like to get to you as soon as possible. Um, I know Thank it's not enough. Much. It's not even close. It's us. Right, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's Thank you thousands of donors who have been giving money for this right now. Um, I'm emotional thinking about it because, wow, what a privilege and responsibility we have. But at the same time, I know it's not enough. So you have my commitment that we're going to try. Um, Thank you very much. Try. We'll pray together for our children. God willing. Yeah. Um, Anna, you get the last word before I let you go and be with your children. Um, for the night, what what else do you, what else have you not shared from a personal perspective? Your experiences on October seventh. What else do we need to know about the work that Ruth Steyrod is doing? Wow! So as I said, Ruth Steyrod is a great organization that does so many and uh, helps whenever they can, even in. As the road, now we have a group of volunteers. We have a WhatsApp group uh, of about 150 members that uh, help uh, all, through all the uh, period of the war and um, uh, provides food, provides medicine to elderly, helping in buying things, helping in... Um, uh, take down the sukkah, uh, helping in uh, getting out uh, refrigerators that were in, with worms and uh, with wow. uh, bad food. What only what I want to say from 
um, to end with my personal experience is that uh, <clears throat> and me as a parent, I, as I said, our two youngest children are visiting, visiting a therapist, which is great. She's amazing. And um, we went to her even now because after this Shabbat, we were in Sderot doing the war. My son was very upset. He he was scared that uh, the um, terrorists will come back again. He he threw up and cried and was shaking all night next to me, and it was very scary. Uh, so much that I don't know how to go back and uh, live this uh, reality. But I know that my home is there, so I will have to. We don't have any place else to go um, right now. Uh, when the war is over, we are going back. So I I told my their therapist what I did, how uh, we as parents reacted, and she told me exactly that's what you should have done. Amazing. Wow. But I don't know uh, how many children are like this that experience, even if not being in the world, still experience uh, these nightmares and um, trauma. And uh, I don't know how their parents reacting. And we, as the world, um, we are here to help those children to receive love and appreciation, even in their bed at times. We're privileged to be here to try and do our best to help you. And thank you for doing what you do. Um, thank you. I, I feel inadequate. So I'm, I'm grateful for having someone like you and everyone there. I'm grateful for you for having a, such a good friend who thinking about us. And uh, it's amazing to all that. I want to say thank you to everyone that already helped and will want to and hearing this even only listening to this and thank you very much thank you anna um you should go be with your children um i hope that for all the good reasons that you and everyone will get to go home soon and that uh, also your son will come back safe uh, yes it would be nice if he were to come home too (laughs) And, and everybody and everyone needs to come home safely we're all dealing with this it's a national trauma and uh, yeah. everyone's dealing it with it in their own way and we need to we need to be victorious and we need to be healthy and we need to be safe and we need to somehow rebuild in whatever way that looks for all of our future um thank you for for taking the time today thank you now every month since ooh, the better part of two years now we've offered a really special reward at the end of every single episode. And this month, like every month the last few, we're offering you an opportunity to get your own copy of Israel the Miracle, the new book that we published just in September this year. Got delayed getting out because of the war here in Israel, but it's something that is spectacular. And all that we ask that you do is like and follow Inspiration from Zion on social media. And when you comment and share the link to this program, We're going to select one person at random 
each month. So go ahead right now. If you haven't followed Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, go ahead and do that and then share the link to this program right away. We're always grateful that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. If you're ever in the area, please go in and thank them for helping make conversations like this possible. And also special thanks to the Coyne family for their meaningful sponsorship. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations. So please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and build bridges. As this is our last episode before Christmas, I want to take special opportunity to thank all of our Christian friends and donors who are celebrating Christmas, you and your loved ones, that as you bless Israel, you and your loved ones will continue to be blessed. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode in honor of memory of a loved one or a special occasion, please be in touch at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. We always love to hear your comments as part of a dialogue and invite you to send any questions as well, especially questions for our Ask the Rabbi program. Please share this with others who will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics relating to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy and send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you.